The closer we get to retirement, the more important it is to avoid costly mistakes. On today's show, three retirement investment mistakes older seniors should do everything possible to avoid. And now, Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Welcome in, everybody. This is Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe is, uh, well, he's a fiduciary. He's uh, investment advisor representative, uh, independent, and so much more. 20 years of experience helping folks get to and through retirement. Uh, hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you doing, buddy? Very, very well, thanks. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that, that you talk about investment mistakes that older seniors, so that, is, that, that I'm going to make an assumption that they're already in retirement. So can, I mean, do you see that happening? I mean, folks making mistakes when they're already yeah. in retirement? Oh my gosh, of course. I mean, look, no one's immune to mistakes. And, you know, like we talk about on this show, there's no instruction book that when you get to that distribution phase on, on these qualified assets. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, Steve, you know, not understanding the rules, the tax code, you know, we see a lot of mistakes, unfortunately, but the cost magnifies when you're in that, when you're in that area, when you're already distributing those assets, because you don't have time to make up for mistakes. So that's why we always suggest, you know, get a second opinion, talk to a professional, make sure that your plan is well laid out. You've, you've thought about the tax planning, you've thought about, you know, liquidating investments, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. It always pays to get a second opinion before you push that go button. Because a lot of these transactions, Steve, that you make on these qualified plans specifically, there's not a reset button, you're kind of just stuck and the IRS isn't like, well, you know, you didn't know, you just made a mistake. And you know, what? we'll forgive you. It doesn't work like that. And that's why we always recommend talk to a fiduciary level advisor to make sure your plans are solid before you enact them. 800-930-5905. That's the number you can call to get things started. So let's talk about this for a sec. The, uh, the wrong asset allocation based on risk tolerance. I mean, just as a general rule, the older we get, the less risk risk we should be taking. Uh, but I think sometimes people think, well, I didn't save enough or I wasn't as ag as aggressive as I should have been. So here I am about to retire and I'm putting it all in the market. That's that's the wrong attitude. That's absolutely the wrong attitude. And, and you hit the nail on the head when you spoke of a term that's so, so important um, for any investor, but becomes even more critical for later years. And that's risk tolerance and understanding what your risk is. Um, the last thing you want to do is be over aggressive because you didn't consider what your real risk tolerance is and then end up selling investments on a down market because you were overexposed to it. So, you know, with our clients, Steve, we have quarterly, we have quarterly phone calls, quarterly meetings. You know, we're going to, if there's a life change, we want to talk to that client. But, but understanding a client's risk tolerance is absolutely critical when it comes to developing a portfolio for our clients. You have to understand for that pile of money. And remember, risk tolerance could differ from account to account. So depending on if it's a long, short, medium term time horizon, that risk tolerance could vary. Because if you need the money in, you know, say three years um, on a pile of money, and then the other pile of money is for retirement, those risk tolerance might be very different. 
um, we have to think and consider on short-term horizons liquidity issues. So, you know, we don't want to get into, you know, long-term strategies on short-term money and then be forced to sell if the trades go backwards. So understanding where your risk is at, but particularly where that risk is at concerning that time horizon and what the goals are for that specific account, I think you have to do it. And I think a lot of people miss the boat on that. It's really important to understand what type of risk you can stomach because, you know, we've seen as, as recent, I'm not even going to talk about the 2020 dip that we had back in March because we had such a V-shaped recovery. It was, you know, blast off. Right. But back in 2008, Steve, you know, that was a really significant drop. You know, we were, we were looking, you know, 40% down. A lot of people that were overexposed in that type of correction market um, ended up selling those assets and really taking a hit as opposed to planning in advance. And again, you hear me over and over on the radio. So if you're listening, plan ahead. You don't want to be a reactor. You want to make sure you have a plan. And that means keying in and making sure that risk tolerance is matched up to those timeframes and goals. And it is organic. It is fluid because life is, you know, life changes on the, on a dime. You don't want to make, you want to make sure you have that communication with your advisor or you're managing the portfolio in line with those things specifically with that risk tolerance. And right now, I think a lot of people out there might be looking at their account statements going, you know what, way too aggressive. And then that stomach churn is starting. And that's what we want to avoid. Oh, gosh, yes. Well, again, to me, what you've described here is the very reason why we need to work with an independent fiduciary advisor with experience. That's why what you just described right there, talking about different risk tolerances, tolerance in various parts of my portfolio. Who thinks of that? You do. And we're grateful. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that, Steve. You know, this is my job. This is not only my job, this is my passion. You know, I love doing this. And, you know, as I tell our radio listeners all the time, I get to retire two, three, four, sometimes five times a day. So we see all different types of, of investments. We see all different types of retirees, all different types of dreams, goals. But we know there's one thing in common. You have to understand that client's risk tolerance. It is so critical because if we get into assets or we get into investments that are way over aggressive for the goal of that pile of money, it's nothing but trouble. So if you're sitting out there and you're driving down the road and you're listening to me to my voice right now, and you haven't talked to your advisor in you know, three months, six months since we've had this corrective um, downswing in the market, you need to make a phone call. You need to get your risk tolerance dialed in to make sure that it's up to date and, and these accounts are doing what you need them to do, whether it's protect or take advantage of asset class that can actually perform in a recessionary, inflationary environment. Sure. And and I mean, we barely touched on rebalancing, but that's all part of that risk tolerance, isn't it? To rebalance to, to sort of soften that risk in some cases. Oh, yeah, we we are big rebalancers. That's part of the deal here. And, and like I said, it's really easy to have your, your investment portfolio get out of whack. And rebalancing for a lot of retail traders or people that do it themselves, it seems counterintuitive, Steve, because why would I sell a producing asset or something that's running high? Why would I sell that and then put it into lower performing assets? That doesn't really make sense when you think about it intuitively. But that's what rebalancing is, because you are taking the profits out of 
out of a, an investment that has performed the way we want. You're taking that money and rebalancing it so that portfolio stays within your risk tolerance, within your timeframes, within your goals. That's what rebalancing is all about. It's like taking your car for a tune-up. It's an investment tune-up, but rebalancing will make sure that portfolio stays in line and performs the way you want it to perform. That's so important. Uh, let's talk about diversification, and that's a word that gets bandied about a lot. What does it mean in, in our retirement accounts? How do we know that we're diversified? I mean, if I've got you know two brokerage accounts, I, that's not necessarily diversified. No, and there's different levels of diversification. Number one, we want diversification on the account level from a tax perspective. So when we're distributing these assets, we have multi selections that we can pull off of depending on what the client's income is that year. You know, maybe we have a roof that we need to get in, water heater went out, and we got them bellied up right against that 24% tax bracket. We might not want to take more qualified funds and have to pay, you know, additional taxation on that when we might have a Roth available. So that diversification can start at that account level. But the way most people understand diversification is inside your actual portfolio. And a lot of people have that misconception between bonds and stocks, that that's enough diversification across the board. It's not. You want to be invested in different asset classes. Diversification is about not having things that are correlated or moving the same way all the time. And right now, the past six months, uh, yeah, about six months, we've seen both bonds and stocks move in the same direction and that's down. So the diversification that you thought you may have had, Steve, probably wasn't very diversified. We look at different asset classes. We're looking at real estate. We're looking at, you know, DSTs. We're looking at things that can really get outside to have non-correlated assets that will perform or hopefully perform in an inverse to the regular equities. So if the stocks go down, maybe we have a farmland REIT that's performing at a higher level and offsetting some of those losses. That's true diversity diversification when you're across the board in different asset classes, not just different growth mutual funds or stocks and bonds. We want a bunch of different asset classes that we think can perform in this type of environment. So with a 401k, I know my, my choices are limited, but and for a lot of us, we start with a company, they, you sign up for the 401k, you put it on, you know, set it and forget it. It's in a target date fund. What's happening to the target date funds as the economy or as the market changes like it has over the last six months? Oh, great question. Well, a lot of target date funds, they're, they're designed for your time horizon. So most people that look in their 401k, they might see, you know, the target date fund with a certain year matched up to their retirement date. Depending on how near term or far term that big day is for that client, um, that's going to determine how much in equities and how much in fixed income that blended target date uh, has. So let's just say you're near term within five years, Steve, and you're in, you know, that 2027 or 2028 fund, and then you're correlated about 70% to fixed income, 30% to equities. Well, we've seen the equity portion get, get clobbered, especially on the growth side with a lot of these target date funds. But we've also seen the bond side get absolutely smoked in the biggest downside in about 25 years. So we had both sides going down. So that blended bundle target date fund really didn't have non-correlated assets inside of it. It had two asset classes, fixed income and equities that both got smoked. So yes, is it easier, but is it better? I, it's just, I just don't think you get the asset allocation or, or, you know, the diversification that you really need in this type of environment with the market, the way it is. I mean, again, if you're in your twenties and thirties, it's fine, but boy, oh, yeah. 
yeah. get closer to retirement, you get in that financial red zone, we call it. And, you know, you can be in that can be a real uh, eye opener. Yeah, great point, Stephen. Look, you know, for younger people out there that are that are saving, you know, to me, I just don't see better options to to accumulate wealth than, than the stock market. You know, for a young person, you can handle those dips. And if you're in a 401k, that's actually a good thing. Because during those downtimes, you're buying more and more of those units and, and at a cheaper price. And that's the name of the game. So the volatility isn't really going to affect someone younger, where it really affects is when you're in that retirement red zone, you know, when you're in that 10 year, then that that five-year period, you really want to make sure your, your investable assets are diversified as much as possible inside that 401k. We do a lot of outside management on retirement plans for that very reason, because we've seen so many, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30% losses in this last downturn, because there's nowhere to go inside these 401ks. They have very limited investment options. And again, on that note, we are up against the clock, Joe. Let's go ahead and invite folks. If we picked your interest today and i think we have make that phone call and, and get on the calendar absolutely guys and you know my favorite saying if you want something you've never had you got to do some things you've never done and that starts with a phone call to a fiduciary financial advisor so if you're listening to this show and you call in and you're one of the next 10 callers with at least five hundred thousand dollars saved for retirement we are going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that's going to indicate if you are in need of a full-blown retirement plan there is absolutely no cost or obligation for a radio listeners, but you got to call in right now. This analysis will include a fee report and a portfolio risk assessment, which will untangle the cost of your current plan or advisor and help you understand how much risk you're taking in your portfolio. Guys, that's so important at these levels. Next, we're going to include a tax analysis to determine if we can reduce your overall tax burden and increase your cash flow. That's going to put more money in your pocket instead of good old Uncle Sam. And then finally, guys, we're going to create that customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could electrify your retirement income for the rest of your life. Let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. I know these 10 spots go quick every week, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. You got it, Joe. 800-930-5905. It's an opportunity to, to sit down, get a financial roadmap put together that comprehensive financial review very detailed it's going to show you where you are today but more importantly you create a roadmap that's going to help get you to where you need to be 800-930-5905 800-930-5905 a quick break let's come right back though and pick up the conversation here on Real wealth health radio with joe murphy if you are of the mind that if you could retire tomorrow you would the next segment is just for you. When we come back, some strategies to bump up that big day. We are back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe, of course, independent fiduciary, uh, Murphy Wealth Management. I'll mention the website, mwmfinancial.tax. That's mwmfinancial.tax. Uh, I also encourage you to visit their Facebook page. It's very active. You guys are busy. 
on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like we like we always talk about, that's our connection to the community. Um, we're very involved with our community and, and you know, not only a family, family strong firm, but also community strong. It's important to us. Look, we're having an impact on the people that are with us and not only just with us, but that allows us to impact more and more and more people. And Facebook keeps that connection going. You know, Steve, I'm not a big technological guy, but you know, we know how to use Facebook. We know how to connect to the community. And, you know, it just gives people, you know, that, 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 that refreshing look at someone and say, you know what, they're real people with real lives, real human beings. You know, we're not shy. We don't try to hold stuff back. You know, we just want people to know who we are so you can determine, hey, you know what, is this a, a fit personality? That's why we put ourselves out there on social media. And what you just talked about certainly got my attention. Retiring earlier than we thought. That is, <laughs> I think that's everybody's dream. But that doesn't happen by accident, Joe. Uh, obviously, we know that. When we talk about investing for income, because we need that. How do we do that? What does that mean? That's a that's a great question, Stephen. You know, it seems especially in the in, in the last like couple months with the with the market downturn, um, a lot of the new clients that have come in for reviews, whether it's through the radio or just clients coming in through referrals, um, we've seen a lot of people have to dial back that big day because maybe they got a little bit too too aggressive or they didn't position their assets with that near term retirement eds, uh, red zone and kind of got burned. So we we had to regroup a little bit and put them into asset classes that we felt could could hold up if we do have further downturn. And, and I'll tell you this, with what's going on in the market right now and what's going on with their economy, there is no absolute bottom in the U.S. stock market. And if you're leveraged 100% towards growth or equities, you know, you don't know where that bottom's in. And that can create some serious problems. So again, we go back to diversification and using alternative asset classes that may not be traditional for a lot of other brokers, but they're things that we use. And, and obviously, I'm going to talk about some different investment options, not as an advisement over the radio, but just to let clients know, you know, we think outside the box a little bit. And one of those things is is farmland. And I know that a lot of people like farmland. Farmland, I just did yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, farmland, like why farmland? Farmland is a non-correlated asset, which means it doesn't move with stocks and bonds. It moves on its own and it's a really high performing um, asset class, although it's alternative. The problem with farmland is the entry. Um, number one, you had to be an accredited investor. Um, the rules were really opaque and you had to have a big sum of money to start getting into it. You know who the guru is that's been quietly buying farmland uh, for the last 10 years is Mr. Bill Gates. No kidding. Um, pretty smart guy, you know, pretty agree or disagree. Guy. Yeah, agree or disagree with the, the politics. You know, the guy really understands money. He really does make good investments, but he started buying farmland about 10 years ago, and he's actually one of the largest farmland owners in the, in the country. I think wow. right now to date, he owns, uh, I think, 250-some thousand acres of farmland in the United States. I think that encompasses like 19 states. A lot of it's down south. Um, but this guy knows, and we're looking at, you know, the average return on farmland is about 10%. But the thing is, is when the stock market's down, farmland seems to really produce. Obviously, it's a food producing product. Um, so this can be a really, really nice alternative asset to help make sure you don't have that correlation within your portfolio. It's just something that we do. And when we're looking for income producing assets, 
in this environment, Steve, with these low interest rates, with bonds basically tanking, you have to think outside the box a little bit and expose your clients to different assets. And a lot of our clients are like, wait, I don't have the 500 grand to get into farmland. That's okay, because we can use real estate investment trusts, which are completely liquid and traded like a stock. So you have that liquidity and that exposure to that alternate asset to make sure your portfolio stays diversified and you're lining it up for near-term income for that big day of retirement. Are there differences between are there differences among REITs? Uh, because oh. okay, I, I know I don't mean to open up a Pandora's <laughs> no, box. No, here, no, but... no, no. <laughs> that's perfectly good, Stephen. Yes, there are there are so many different types of REITs, and that's the beautiful thing is you can diversify among real estate, whether it's commercial grade, you know, an Amazon, a Walmart, storage facilities, medical facilities, um, farmland. There are so many different REITs out there, and that's what our job is: is to filter through all the garbage and make sure that we expose our clients to real estate that we feel can perform in this type of environment. And for near-term and income, farmland just happens to be a really good one. We also talk about how we do private placements in this firm or Delaware Statutory Trust. We have a lot of clients that own investment properties or rental properties and might be looking to exit during this up market. Maybe they think the real estate market's gonna cycle down and they wanna get out or they just don't want the muss and fuss of that tenant's trash and toilets. So instead of getting that hit on that taxes, the 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 depreciation recapture, the Medicare surcharge, you know, and taking basically a 30% hit on the sale, we can use a 1031 exchange into a Delaware statutory trust, into a lot of different types of institutional class real estate, get our clients a stable income and still exposed to that appreciable asset. So we have a lot of different options out here. What the fit is for our clients, we don't know until we sit down with them and we have a talk with them, but we have a lot of cards that we can play in a volatile environment. I'll tell you what, well, you just talked about, Joe, you know, I do shows all over the country and and, and talk with advisors every day. Uh, sure. Nobody's talking like this the way you are. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, we, we, I think a lot of firms out there say they're different. Um, different doesn't mean better. It different means different. We just don't operate like normal firms. You know, I, I did start out at a larger firm and, you know, I deviated from that because I didn't agree and I didn't like the, the cookie cutter stuff. You know, here's, you know, do your risk form, you know, here's your number, your magic number, and here's the one of five portfolios that we're going to put you in. And that's it, you know, the set it and forget it. Everyone is different and everyone is unique. And doing this for so long, Steve, we understand and identified the common pitfalls and hazards that a lot of clients would see when they would go to their traditional broker. We wanted to blow that out of the water. Obviously, compliance-wise, we still need to stay good with the SEC and the of state, and, and, and we do, but we wanted to think outside the box a little bit and do things a little bit different to give people that alternate option as opposed to what you can get at your local bank or what you can get at one of your traditional custodian advisors. Okay, very nice. 800-930-5905, folks. That's the number that can get you in. So we're talking about ways to uh, retire a little bit earlier, perhaps, uh, to, you know, turn up the, turn back the clock, so to speak. Um, let's talk Roth conversions. Is that still a good idea today in spite of the market, in spite of inflation? 
Yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, when assets are down, probably not a better time to do a Roth conversion because oh. you're going to, yeah, you're going to pay, you're going to pay less in taxes on a depreciated asset. So really good time. Now, I think a lot of people get it wrong. They, they, they hear the word Roth, they understand tax-free and they say, you know what, I want to do it. And they don't understand the tax consequences of actually getting these assets moved into a tax-free Roth. What we do is we bring our clients back down to the ground. We look at their income levels, say if it's consistent, maybe the next three, four years, we might take a hundred thousand or a five hundred thousand dollar IRA and start incrementally, you know, in smaller portions to snuggle that client right up to that that tax bracket and get some of it converted over time as opposed to doing it all in one fail swoop. What we see is a lot of people they'll they'll convert, you know, a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar IRA in one year, that goes on their income tax statement, it jets them in the highest tax bracket. And you have to make the savings make sense. If you're paying the taxes up front, make sure they're going to be less than you would keeping that in that IRA and paying them over time on your distributions. Again, Steve, that's math. And my famous saying is you can't beat the numbers and the numbers can't beat you. So if you're considering a Roth conversion, let us do the calculations. That decision will solve itself. I like that because so many times we can do that over a period of years especially if we're, say, in our early 50s, and then by the time you actually get to the mid-60s and you want to retire, well, that's all taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's situation is different. And that's sure. why, like I said, you know, we want to sit down with people, understand what their goals are, understand what the tax consequences is, and then put a plan together. I love Roths. I'm probably the biggest Roth fan out there, but it's got to make sense to do that conversion. So again, here's a situation. You want to talk to a fiduciary level advisor to help you calculate this or make sure this is a good idea for you near term and long term. And sometimes it's not a good idea. No, no, we've had to tell clients, look, this isn't in your best interest. You're too close to retirement. You know, you are going to pay more in taxes upfront converting this thing than you would if we just distributed at your income tax bracket in retirement directly from the IRA. So there are situations out there, Steve, where it doesn't make sense. There are some that it does, and we'll make sure, you know, if it's a big chunk Roth conversion, you know, I like to get it done. But for most clients, we want to do that incremental or take a look at maybe a different option. Well, you, you said something at the end of the last segment. I just, I'm going to bring it up now before we run out of time. Sure. You talked about managing 401ks, outside 401ks. Is that something that you do at, at uh, Murphy Wealth Management? We absolutely do. Look, a, a lot of a lot of retirement plans, why people are working at their job place, you know, they can't roll over to an IRA. They, they're stuck with those investment options or they're stuck in that retirement plan. So for our clients that come on board with us, we absolutely will manage outside accounts for a flat fee. And I usually review them quarterly. It's not something I can trade daily because most 401ks and retirement plans, Steve, they have limits on how many in and out trades you can make anyways. Of course. But what we want to do is try and get that long-term dialed in so your contributions are going one way and maybe we have your balance protected um, in, in this violent market, but your contributions are still aggressive. So yes, we, we do manage that. We revisit that on a quarterly basis and we're going to make sure that our clients are, are whole on all sides, not just the money that we're managing in-house, but also their hard-earned money that they might still have at that retirement plan. That's a, what a great opportunity, folks. And in fact, let's go ahead and invite folks to call. If somebody wants to get involved with that, somebody wants to ask Joe some questions, now's the time to call. 
Yeah, and if you've never called a fiduciary advisor, this is your chance for a 15-minute intro call to kind of get to know us, how we work, and explain your situation and see if we can actually be a benefit. So if you're interested in that and you're one of the next 10 callers with at least $500,000 saved for retirement, we are going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that's going to indicate if you are in need of a full-blown retirement plan. There is absolutely no cost or obligation for our radio listeners that call in right now. This analysis is going to include a fee report and a portfolio risk assessment, which will untangle the cost of your current plan or advisor and help you understand how much risk you're taking with your portfolio. Next, we're going to include a tax analysis to determine if we can reduce your overall tax burden and increase your cash flow. And then finally, guys, using that split concept, we're going to create a customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income for the rest of your life. Let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. I know these 10 spots are going quick this week, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. You are so right, Joe. 800-930-5905. Take advantage of this one. Get a spot on the calendar that remains. It's an opportunity to get a comprehensive financial review. If you've never done it before, no time like the present. If you need a second opinion, yeah, make that call, 800-930-5905. Again, 800-930-5905. We do need to take a quick break, but let's come back and continue our conversation on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. When we come back, spending in retirement. For some, it's a struggle to go from acquisition mode to distribution phase. Some tips on how to loosen the purse strings and keep your retirement right on track. We're back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall having a great conversation. Joe uh, has been helping folks get to and through retirement for more than 20 years. He is an IAR, an investment advisor representative, an independent fiduciary. Uh, you work alongside your wife, Amber, who is an enrolled tax agent. You've got a lawyer on staff. You are a one-stop shop. Truly, you are. You know, we, we, we built it this way, Steve, and, and, and the main reason why is, you know, working for, for other firms, the one thing that I really didn't like was, you know, you had to refer clients out to other professionals to get things done, whether it was, you know, tax planning with the CPA, or if it was, you know, an estate plan with the attorney, and, you know, you've developed this personal relationship with, with, the, with the client already, and, and to have them have to go to an outside professional and then retell all those personal details, it was an uncomfortable comfortable situation. And that's why when we built this, we wanted to have the main cogs of retirement planning all in one house so we could communicate together. All of us here at Murphy Wealth Management could communicate on the client's behalf. So we're all working towards the same goals and we're all working together on the same plan. All right. Well, I mean, again, that's good stuff. Folks, 800-930-5905 is the number you can call. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, overspending, which can be a problem. But for a lot of folks, not spending enough can also be a problem. And But right now, though, when it comes to spending, we're uh, a little gun shy. And uh, in fact, there's a study uh, that 
was just released by the BMO Real Financial Progress Index Quarterly Report. Whew. All right, so uh, That's but mouthful. <laughs> it really is. But what they've determined is is based on on the economy, inflation, the way it is right now. About 25 percent of Americans may have to delay their retirement, and uh, we've got a, a piece of sound here from Ed Yardini of Yardini Research, and uh, he says, "Yeah, well, this uh, this is inflation probably isn't going away anytime soon." I think this is going to continue to be a very volatile year. I think it's next year that I'm anticipating we'll see better times ahead. But for now, I think um, the lower inflation is uh, going to help for a while. We still have some uncertainties with regards to energy, for example, up, up ahead here. But what's really come down quite a bit is uh, durable goods inflation. And a lot of that has been used car prices, of all things. And there's still plenty of room for other durable goods inflation rates to come down. On the other hand, rent inflation is going to be a problem. So there's, there's still going to be a lot of volatility in the market uh, as these numbers continue to buffet around. What do you think, Joe? Uh, agree, disagree? You like what he's saying? Um, yeah, I think I think you definitely covered the gambit there. And, uh, you know, especially the the durable goods. We were talking about that last week about, right. you know, the difference between goods and services and the demand during the pandemic when we wanted to sit home and we wanted to, you know, refurnish our houses. We wanted that new car. You know, the, the household appliances got upgraded. Those are those goods. And there was a huge demand. Um, and that demand basically outweighed supply. So we saw big inflation in durable goods. And I think that's ebbing a little bit as our, as our country is emerged from the pandemic and we're out as consumers looking more for services. I think that inflationary rate on durable goods has come down and now we're seeing more problems with the supply chain um, and, and obviously the services that we want. So yeah, I agree and, and I agree with Ed on, on that inflation is going to be here for a little bit. There is absolutely no quick fix. I think one of the big things that he keyed in on and I didn't actually hear what he said about energy but I believe that energy is going to be the big catalyst. Obviously with with the Russian oil supply right now and you know our dependence in this country on on fossil fuels you know there's got to be some type of middle ground I saw the Biden administration was talking about maybe putting a cap on profits and starting to buy Russian oil you know to me it, this is just a big mess and you have the Ukraine Russian war you know is there any end in sight we're having sanctions you know and if they do put that cap on those oil on that oil profit for Russia how does China feel about that are they going to overpay there's so many things up in the air. I just don't think this can get, get straightened out near term. So I think inflation needs to be prepared for um, from an investment standpoint, from a spending standpoint. I think you have to understand that things are going to cost a little bit more. Your dollar is not going to go as far. And for people that are fixed income or, 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 or lower income, um, this has a really dramatic effect on that on that part of our population. And, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, it, it does, it hurts, you know, this stuff really hurts. So you have to make sure that you plan for it or you know how to get around it if it's possible. But right now, we got to kind of glue in here. You know, high gas prices, I think we're going to see them even higher, unfortunately, um, for the near term and, and probably till the end of the summer, till things hopefully square away with the supply chain over at Russia and the Ukraine war. Um, these are the things that we need to have solidified and, and done and at least some type of outcome so we know how to react market-wise. Um, but right now, it's kind of just hold on and just brace yourself. So do you see sort of a sector rotation? I mean, for a long time, it was always big tech. It was always the tech companies. That's where you went. And that seems to be shifting. There seems to be, like you said, maybe a, maybe a sector rotation. 
oh, it's absolutely a sector of rotation. Steve, you know, I'm a history guy, so yeah. I always look back at history and I always look at technical analysis and charts and patterns, and that's how we trade. Um, but from perspective, if you look back near-term history and you look at, you know, just the, the 1970s, a very eerily similar situation. Um, so for us, you know, looking at history, looking at, for, you know, what's happening right now, I think there's a lot of tie-ins. But as for tech, um, look, you know, the, the writing is on the wall, you know, for tech. And I think we were talking about that, you know, the share prices, especially in tech companies that don't show a profit, are based on future sentiment, future potential earnings, not what these companies are actually bringing in. So a lot of these tech companies that people were investing in didn't have good cash flow. They, you know, they didn't have the substantial fundamentals that you really need to look for. They had the sentiment and what traders call are multiples. And those multiples have been compressed. We've seen the big the big names that the tech companies that have gotten smushed. But now, Steve, these earnings are starting to come out. And that might be double trouble for some of these NASDAQ companies. We're keeping a really close eye. But, you know, we shifted out of that tech. That was the big boom during the Fed's easy money policy. But now that we've had a constriction of that and we're doing some quantitative tightening, I just don't think big tech is where you want to be near term. And not talking about like an Apple or a Google. These are companies that are big time. You know, they're almost like blue chippers. I'm talking about some of the secondary ones, these high flyers that people made ridiculous amounts of money on. If you're still sitting in those positions, you got to ask yourself why, because there might be a better opportunity. Back in the 1970s, when we did have stagflation, you're looking at the top performing asset classes of gold, value stocks. Um, these are things that, you know, maybe might not be as appealing as the sexy tech stocks, but these are things that performed. Consumer staples is another one. Um, consumer staples, by the way, was the top performer index last month. I think it was like 3%. So you have to have a shift in investment philosophy. Look, don't fight the Fed. You know, that's the bottom that's line. The line here. Isn't it? Absolutely. <clears throat> they control that monetary pop, monetary policy. You don't want to fight them. You want to go with the flow. That's where it comes to making sure you're diversified and you're with an active manager that's trading in these environments to make sure your money is exposed to asset classes that have a shot. Well, you know, you talk about a tech company and maybe the secondary ones. The one that comes to mind for me is Peloton. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was just looking at the chart. I mean, a year ago, they were trading at, uh, at what, uh, 106, uh, 106.97 on June 9th. And uh, as of yesterday, um, it closed at 11.22. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, sentiment. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, sentiment fueled that. And, and exactly. Look, there was no, there was no substantial. Look, very poorly run management company. Um, you know, it's basically, and I hate to say this, if you own a Peloton, I, I have one too. It's an iPad on a bike. You know, that's basically what <laughs> that's... it was. Um, so, you know, when you're looking to invest in these types of companies, from a technical perspective, yeah, for a swing trade, sure. For a long-term investment, no. You have to understand both sides, not just the sentiment of the company or the multiples, but also the earnings and what these companies fundamentally have with cash flow. Those are the things you really need to key in on if you're investing for the long-term for your retirement. So a lot of them, they call them fly-by-night. You know, I, 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 you, if you say anything about meme stocks on air, on social media, you get attacked immediately, but it's the same kind of 
kind of thing. You know, you really have to look, especially for our retirees that are in that near-term, you know, retirement red zone. Is there more risk or more reward with this investment? And if the risk outweighs the reward, you shouldn't be in it. That's our bottom line when we're trading. It's not that I hate certain things or I like certain things. We're looking at it in a, from an analytical perspective to determine if we are going to buy that position long, medium, or short term for our client portfolio. Well, and again, your your sweet spot within within the company is taking that making that transition from acquisition to distribution and preservation. That's where you shine. And that I mean, yeah. again, to be able to sit down with somebody fiduciary independent like that, especially right now when things feel so uneasy, it becomes real important to have that conversation. Yeah. And, and I think it's a little bit, you know, people, when, when something out of your control affects your future, you want to panic or you want to reach out to someone and say, fix it, fix it, fix it. I can't tell you how many calls we've gotten and people saying, what do we do? How do we fix this? What, what, what's going on? What can I do? Repositioning your portfolio for income is huge. It absolutely is. So if you're in that retirement red zone and you're sitting in all equities, you probably want to, you know, you want to check up, you want a portfolio review you because there's asset classes out there that are probably going to be safer and start producing income for you. You know, we always talk, Steve, about that split concept and using those indexed annuities to, to guarantee that lifetime income, regardless of what happens in the market, our clients won't lose a dime. And these annuities don't charge unless they actually make money on that balance. The other side, it allows me to get a little bit more aggressive so we can start growing that money as well, you know, using alternative assets like real estate to make sure that we have our clients exposed to things that have a potential in this type of environment to actually hold or make some money. All right. But, and again, boy, we're up against the clock already, Joe. This has just flown by. Let's invite folks to call again. And, and, and there's still some spots available on your calendar. You got it, Steve. So if you guys are one of the next 10 callers with at least $500,000 saved for retirement, we are going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that's going to indicate if you are in need of a full-blown retirement plan. There is absolutely no cost or obligation for our radio listeners, but guys, you got to call in right now. The analysis will include a fee report and a portfolio risk assessment that will untangle the cost of your current advisor and help you understand how much risk you're taking in your portfolio. Guys, again, that's so important at these levels. Next, we'll include a tax analysis to determine if we can reduce your overall tax burden and increase your cash flow. That's going to put more money in your pocket instead of good old Uncle Sam. And then finally, guys, we're going to create that customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could electrify your retirement income for the rest of your life. Let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. These 10 spots are really going quick, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. Here you go, folks. 800-930-5905. You heard Joe. 10 callers right now gets that comprehensive financial review. You see where you are right now, but more importantly, you end up with a roadmap that you can look at and really guide you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. One more quick break and we will continue on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Time once again for questions from our listeners. That and more when we come right back.
And we are back on Wealth Health Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe Murphy is here, as always. He's the fiduciary independent. Murphy Wealth Management is the company. MWMfinancial.tax is the website. Then, and again, remember, it's a .tax. MWMfinancial.tax. And you got a you got a, a great website. And and I, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, Joe, but is that you on that mountain? <laughs> no, I wish it was me, but no, that's not me. I'm a big mountain fan. We love going out to Colorado. Well, that's and, why I asked. Seeing the sights, but yeah, with me with my briefcase after a tough market day, throwing it off the cliff. Yep, that's me. So, but no, no a, it's not. Okay, all right, good to know. I mean, I thought it was worth asking. Uh, you know, yeah. you. I know you're a big dog guy, um, yeah. and I mean, so am I. And you led me to believe that you've got a dog story that needs to be heard. Yeah, you know what, just in case, uh, our, you know, our radio listeners or our clients see me on, you know, some type of social media or DNR camera in my underwear, um, they'll know the backstory to, okay. to, to the dog. A lot of our clients know our, our dog Furious. He's almost like a mascot. I think on our Google page, we have a picture of our, our nine-year-old Labrador, Fury, um, in his Murphy Wealth Management shirt, but he's nice. such a sweetheart. If, if you've ever been around a Labrador, they're just big goof love balls. But yep. Fury, Fury was a hunting dog and, and, you know, we don't hunt, but I just figured, you know, with the boy growing up, it would, you know, that would translate into really good attributes as a family dog. Well, Furious is very instinctual. And as soon as you get him out to the woods or in the river, I mean, this dog just goes like he loves chasing sticks, love chasing balls. But unfortunately, he is getting a little bit older. So over the over the Memorial Day weekend, Steve, I taken him down um, to the woods and there's a little river that runs back there. And I normally throw the stick in the river. He loves swimming like most Labradors. Mm -hmm. You know, the Labradors, they have the web, the web, oh, yeah, uh, exactly. the web paws. So yep. they're really good swimmers. And of course, I had my phone with me and I was taking a, you know, I was, I was post posting something on Facebook, how relaxing it was. You know, I wasn't trading. I was out in the woods in my Mecca with the dog. And I look up, Steve, and I see the, the dog in the river with the stick that I had thrown um, treading water. And he was about 250 feet away. He got swept up in the current a little bit. And this is maybe a three foot river with some spots like about six feet. Mm -hmm. So he's about 200, 250 feet away from me. And I'm looking and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's not making any progress. And Labradors, for those that own them, they know they will not let go of that stick no matter what. Yep. So I'm trying to yell him, Fury, drop the stick, drop the stick. He doesn't. So I had to make a judgment call. Here I am. It was a little bit chilly. Um, I'm wearing sweatpants. So I was like, I got I got to go in. I can't go home without the dog. I was like, I'm going in the river. So I ended up taking off my shirt, taking off my sweatpants in my drawers, jumped in the river. And let me tell you, it was quite refreshing. <laughs> to I, say the I least. It, it's a little yeah, early I for that. <laughs> a little bit early for that. But I made it about 10 steps tripped over a log, fell right on my face. So now I'm completely muddy, sticky. I get the dog, finally grab him, pick him up, tow him back on the line. He's looking at me like nothing happened. I called Amber on speaker from down the woods. I was like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> the happy dog. So we retired him from Labrador status. He is now the Labradork. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad Never it turned out moment. okay. It always does. You know, they're, 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 the dogs and the, and the cats, you know, they're like family to us. Oh, and, my you know, gosh. Yes, of course. They're an extension. And, you know, there's just nothing, you know, it's just a reaction. I didn't even think twice about it. I looked at him. I was like, I got to go. That's it. I'm yeah. going. Fall oh, yeah. went down. Clothes came off. But I wanted to let everyone know. So if you do see me in my underwear, because I know that they, they look for poachers down in those woods and DNR has cameras, 
everyone knows the backstory now. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> and I'm going to look for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope it doesn't show up, but uh, just yeah. in case. Just in case. Okay. 800-930-5905. That's the number. All right, let's jump into a couple of questions here. Uh, Beverly's sure. up first. Uh, she's wondering, she says, I'm 52 and divorced, considering getting remarried to a man who's 61, uh, also divorced. Now, can I draw on his Social Security when I turn 62 years old? Can his ex-wife also collect on his Social Security? Ooh, a two-parter. Well, thank you so much for the question, Beverly, and I'm going to try and tackle this in the in the two parts. First, yes, uh, as the new wife, you can draw spousal benefits from your new husband's Social Security as long as he is already drawing his benefits. Um, you will have to have been married to him at that point for more than the one-year requirement that Social Security sets. Just keep in mind, 10 years when you turn 62, even though your husband is well over his full retirement age, you are not. So if you elect any benefit at 62, you're electing for all your benefits. Your spousal benefit will be reduced if you elect even spousal benefits before your FRA or full retirement age. And that reduction is permanent even for your own benefits if you're eligible for those as well. Keep that in mind. Um, you'll receive the higher of the two options when you file for your benefits. The second part of your question, Beverly, again, is yes, it's possible for the ex-wife to also receive benefits from your husband accounts if she meets the requirements. The marriage had to have been lasted at least 10 years or more. That's number one. Um, she must have not remarried since when she filed for the benefits. She is 62 years or older and the divorce has been completed for more than two continuous years. Then the ex-wife is eligible for her own benefits. Um, when she is, uh, those benefits will be paid first and the difference would be paid if the spousal benefit was higher. So a lot of words there, Beverly, but yes and yes is the short answer to your question. If you need this dialed out or simplified, give us a call. We can absolutely help you through this. Amber is a social security analyst. Um, so we can absolutely help you with this uh, with this situation to make sure you guys do it right for all parties involved. Great. 800-930-5905. Beverly, that's the number. All right. Ben is wondering. <laughs> ben says, I'm the guy who never opens his investment account statements because I'm scared to look and because I don't really know what I'm looking at anyway. How do you help a guy like me? Oh, Ben, you got the ostrich syndrome. And you know what? That's very, very common with some of the statements that have been coming in. And remember, end of June, more statements are coming. So if you haven't checked um, and you don't want to check, just remember that'll probably be in your mailbox end of June, beginning of July. Um, but anyways, Ben, look, it, it's a scary time. Again, you know, if this is scaring you that bad to even look, you know, that that means you're probably a little bit too aggressive for your risk tolerance. Um, if you haven't done a risk tolerance, um, or, or any type of, of review, you really want to, Ben, because you shouldn't have to live life like that, you know, in fear, especially something that's, you know, that, that's supposed to be a positive in your life. Um, look, investments, there's risk. You know, to get reward, we have to assume risk. It's just, is your time frame and your goals in line with the risk that you're taking, Ben? That's the questions that I would ask you. That's how I would help you is look at your portfolio, do a thorough risk assessment, make sure it's in line with your time frame, what you want to accomplish for this time of money. And I have a feeling, Ben, once you get all those things locked in, it's going to be a different ballgame for you and you won't be hiding from those statements as they come in through the mailbox or your email. Well, and again, you know, once once he sits down with you, if, if he does, you go through those statements. I mean, you're going to teach him how to read the statement and, and realize that it's not all bad news. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's that's one of the things that we offer. You know, when we have our, our call-ins for the radio show from our listeners, you know, we're going to do that portfolio analysis. So, Ben, if you want that done, let me know. I'll break down all those positions for you, let you know what my thoughts are um, and how it kind of coincides with your time frame and your goals as we talk. So, yeah, that's absolutely something that we're going to do. And it's probably the first thing we're going to do is make sure that hard-earned money isn't treading water or bleeding when it doesn't need to be. Good idea. 800-930-5905. Let's see. we got time for another one here. Let's go to Hannah. Uh, she says, uh, I'm recently divorced and retired. My ex-husband previously handled our finances after my divorce. I had uh, After my divorce, I hired an investment manager to handle my investments. Now, since my personal experience is not that long uh, and I'm new to this, I'm wondering how to evaluate my portfolio's performance compared to averages. Is that, is that something she should be concerned about? Um, yeah, Hannah, I absolutely think you need to be, okay. you know, you need to check up on your investment advisor and make sure that they're performing accordingly. But the most important thing here is the what's called the benchmark, Hannah. And that's kind of like the, the benchmark is what you're trying to compete against, whether you know, if I have you in all equities, and our benchmark might be the S&P 500, you can tell quarter per quarter how I'm doing versus that benchmark. But it's really important you identify the right benchmark to compare, you don't want to compare apples to oranges, so to speak. So you want to make sure that you have that benchmark dialed in so you can check on your investment advisor's performance. Um, but it doesn't make sense. You know, if you're in a mutual fund that's, you know, maybe 50% growth, 50% income, and you're comparing it against the S&P 500, and it's underperforming, there's probably a reason why it's not the right benchmark. So identifying the right benchmark is something as simple as calling your investment advisor, calling your broker and saying, hey, what are we benchmarking against here? You know, how am I performing in relation to the overall benchmarks in the US stock market compared to how my portfolio is designed? This is something that you want to review with your advisor, at least on a quarterly basis, so you can keep track on that overall performance and make sure they're doing what they say they're doing, or their fee is worth what you're paying to get the results that you're getting. So absolutely, Hannah, you're thinking in the right direction. If you have any questions or you need help with benchmarking, Give us a call. We'll walk you through it. 800-930-5905. Hannah, let's see. Let's do one more quick one. Uh, George, sure. I love this question. George says, I've always had fun researching, then buying and selling stocks as a hobby. However, my wife isn't so thrilled about me continuing this hobby as we get into retirement, which is only a couple of years away now. Any advice on a way for us to find some middle ground here? Oh yeah, happy wife, happy life. That's right. the rule. But That's then, the rule but there, then George. You've got, a, you've got a marriage counselor hat that you got to put on too. <laughs> I do, I do, and we see this a lot. And here's usually our middle ground, George. And and this is something is is set aside a certain amount that you're good to risk. You know, I think that you and the misses can probably agree on you know a certain amount. You know, it doesn't have to be a million dollars. It doesn't have to be a hundred grand. Say you start with ten grand. I think that's a totally cool um, or good starting point um, for an investment account if you're trading. You know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket because remember most traders, they're taking bigger risks. So you want to make sure that if you lose that money, the missus isn't going to be filing divorce papers because you bankrupted everyone. So there's a middle ground there, George, and you want to make sure that both you guys are on the same page when it comes to trading because look, some of these trading accounts that we see, they can get blown up real quick. So you don't want to have to go or hide statements or, or start, you know, deceiving over something that could have been handled up front. Again, the difference between planning and reacting, George, same thing happens with you and the misses. If you need help 
kind of deciding what you can put into this trading account, let us know. We'll look at the finances saying, yeah, you know what? This is a portion that you could afford. If you want to rock and roll, rock and roll, buy those high risk things or trade, swing trade, day trade, whatever you want to do, George, you'll have that account just for you. And the missus will know, hey, if George hits it big, we're set. But if he loses, it's not the end of the world. All right. I like it. 800-930-5905. Well, Joe, let's do one more offer and, and, and have folks come on in and fill up that calendar. Absolutely, guys. And this is the last one for this show. So ding, ding, ding. It is your time to call in. And if you're one of the next 10 callers with at least $500,000 saved for retirement, we are going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that's going to indicate if you are in need of a full blown retirement plan. There is absolutely no cost or obligation for our radio listeners, but you got to call in right now. This analysis will include a fee report and a portfolio risk assessment that will untangle the cost of your current plan or advisor and help you understand how much risk you're taking with your investments. Guys, again, so important at these levels. Next, we're going to include a tax analysis to determine if we can reduce your overall tax burden and increase your cash flow. And then finally, guys, using that split concept, we are going to create a customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could electrify your retirement income for the rest of your life. Let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. These 10 spots are almost gone this week, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. Here it is, 800-930-5905. It's just that simple. Come on in, sit down, get a financial roadmap put together. Joe and his team are there for you. They can take things that are pretty complicated and straighten them out, make it easy to understand. It's, uh, again, it's an opportunity to get a financial review. You're going to see where you are today, but more importantly, you will have then a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. Joe, as always, one of my favorite hours of the week. It goes by so quickly, and I just love your insight. Well, I appreciate it, Steve. It's always fantastic to talk to you, buddy, every Sunday. And, you know, I'm already looking forward to next week. I know we have some really cool topics to talk about. Hopefully everyone has a great week. And thanks for tuning in to Wealth Health Radio. content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any type of securities. Joe Murphy, MWM Advisory Group, and Murphy Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of the information provided in this radio show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Joe Murphy and his guests as the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on the assumptions and actual results may vary from such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making any investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.